0: Welcome to Missouri Loves Company. I'm Brock Wilbur.
1: I'm Vivian Kane. And with
0: us tonight is Nick Stavropoulos.
1: Yay! Yeah, <laughs>
0: Nick, not Nico.
2: You can call me Nico.
0: A I lot worry of people b- do. it's been ten years that you might have changed the approach. Uh,
2: I s- start going my Nico a little bit more. Uh, it
0: kind of comes out of me when I'm drunk, usually. Um, if this so, is your version of like smoking when you're drunk, you're like, I, I add an O onto my name. Exactly. Oh,
1: yeah. So for people like me and literally everyone else, uh, Brock, how do you know Nick?
0: <laughs> uh, Nick and I went to high school and middle school together. Uh, we ran the musical theater program at Salina South. Uh, we were in a band. Several bands? Several bands. Several bands. Uh, Is
1: that one of the bands you were singing the song from earlier today about being in a hotel room and smoking the marijuana?
0: Come on. (laughs) You can't sell me out like this. Please listen to this. I'm trying to be in a politic.
1: Was was Nick, Nico, in the band that you were singing a song from earlier today? And can you share with everyone that song?
0: uh, Earlier today, (laughs) uh, I managed to remember a song from The Stereotypes. Oh, yeah. Uh, who was a band from our rival high school that I was in.
1: Sorry, also, to any moms and dads of ours listening, no one ever smoked marijuana, ever. Not
0: once. You are
1: ruining <laughs> this.
0: Uh, yeah, I remember remember a song today from an album that I recorded with them about them trying to get uh, Craig Orton to pay them $40 over uh, damaged hotel room fees as sophomores. And she's like, what were you doing Yeah,
1: why do, uh, why do a bunch rooms? of boys like, go marijuanas. to a hotel room together? Yeah. Also, I know Brock never smoked pot in high school, so that was even a lie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure
0: that song on their album is bookended by various uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force waves that we downloaded off of Napster because you couldn't download whole al- uh, like whole episodes yet. You could just get like 10 seconds, like "Hello, I'm a milkshake," like that's one. Where's what- my whiskey? I'm gonna get tore up.
2: Really heavy subject matter. Hi,
1: this is your favorite Aqua Teen Hunger Force fan podcast, Uh, Missouri Loves Company. Oh my God. Have we said the name of the podcast yet? This is Missouri Loves Company.
0: Welcome to Squidbillies. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Yeah, Nick and I were best friends in high school. Uh, We did all these things together, and we have not spoken since. So there's, first question is, uh, fuck you. Where were you? (laughs) Why?
2: Uh, I was in a hole. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Trying to uh, figure out life, I think, as we all do, and uh, landed here in Kansas City area. You are here and where now. Where were and you
1: between? Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So you guys grew up in Salina together, and now you're here. Where Where was the rest of that hole? Where Where, where Define you your between? hole. Yeah. How and far how long is, long is your you whole stretch? Hey, uh, it's tell actually us your migrated.
2: story. I, I slowly started migrating east from Salina. Yeah,
1: uh, Manifest Destiny Eastward Bound. Yeah. Precisely. That's what um, all of our forefathers did. What
0: are you doing?
1: <laughs> Do I... That's my history. I'm right? trying... It's a
2: reverse I manifest- didn't pay attention to school.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, went to school in Manhattan. Went to school in Topeka. Manhattan. Lived in Lawrence Kansas. for a while. Manhattan, Kansas. Oh yeah, that's Man- uh, just for our
0: metropolitan yeah, do, listeners. Yeah, clear, <laughs> yeah, the number of times I've been in a band playing Manhattan and my friends in New York are like, "Where the fuck are you?" I'm like, Pete, oh, the my, little f- Apple. My when, friends, the when little When people Apple. here
1: talk about Manhattan, when they talk about liberal, like all of these things have taken on new meanings. Liberal. Uh, Viv is Kansas referencing is a liberal town. Kansas, which yeah. is one of which, the smallest. Guess towns. what? It's not
0: <laughs> our favorite oxymoron. Yeah, <laughs> and I sort of wish that they all like just turned on each other every night in this sort of like mm-hmm. purge situation.
1: Liberal. <laughs> (laughs) kansas not that liberal kansas city actually in missouri (laughs) what is happening (laughs) so so you've migrated slowly eastern how long have you been here specifically
2: um let's see about 20 minutes five years now okay um
1: and you are sorry go ahead and you and you are a lawyer here in Kansas City?
0: I am indeed. You do it was work. very funny because she was like send me the information yeah, on Yeah, I was like Nick.
1: what do I need to know about Nick? Why what is he coming to talk about? What do we know? And Brock sent Brock was like he's a lawyer and <laughs> we went to high school together. And and so then I
0: googled you were like lawyer.com page. Yeah. Where there's that breakdown of like it's the sort of, of of the courses of the of the things that you've tried. And it's like fifteen percent DUIs, thirty percent divorces. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like so, in that so font, that's yeah, yeah. So in the my exciting avvo.com do profile. Yeah I was like yeah. y- you're defined as a family lawyer, but it was just like, oh he just does all Like he just does whatever comes across the desk. It really should be called general
2: practice is is more like it. I've picked up some stuff recently that I haven't done before. Um, Dabbling in some property issues, uh, a couple civil defense cases where big guys are trying to stomp on little guys. And I think that sucks. I don't like it, so I try to stop it.
0: Is this why we haven't talked? Because you dislike when (laughs) big guys... Stomp on little guys. Well, I came here to be stomped, so. Nick is a smaller person than I am. (laughs) (laughs) I should have started to find that. (laughs) Well, everyone's a smaller
1: person than you are. You are a literal giant.
0: (laughs) This is such a delight because it's just so nice to see. Like, it is, uh, I think I've said it on the podcast before. There are people we went to high school with, like Tom Sellers lives in this neighborhood. Oh my God,
1: Tom Sellers. Wait, is that someone I've actually met? Yes. Okay. We on <laughs> oh, a, that's Tom. We, on I thought joke. I was just making a joke because I nah. haven't met any. I work from home and I live in a new town. I have. I think I've met literally no one, but apparently I've met the one person that I was about to make a joke about. Yeah, I've met Tom. I actually I, like Tom. Everyone, ignore they, my joke. Strike it from moved, the record. Moved back,
0: we moved back here. Is like, <laughs> it's not the worst person I knew in high school, and it's not. <laughs> the craziest best person I've known. It's all these middle of the road people. that like, I think that's
1: also what they say about you? Everyone thinks sure, you're the best fine. person they met in high but school. But also, though, right?
0: like, I'm like, but that was 10 years ago. And like, it's like you knew Tom Sowers, And you're like, that's a person we went to high school Brock with. Brock was
1: surprised <laughs> he had books in his home. Like, Tom, he was surprised that he part. owned a book. <laughs> no, it
0: wasn't. It was just the range of books.
1: No, you were surprised he owned a book.
0: He had <laughs> fantasy books like Game of Thrones, and in high school, and I maths think he on would have wall. shoved people into lockers. He also had mounts on the wall.
1: Like, he knows a world exists. Like, our bar is set very low Bird. here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry. Are you embarrassed that I called out the exact thing you said last week? So, Nick, how are you?
2: Um, I'm doing very well. This Is, is this so- making it weird? That was funnier uh,
1: if you could see the dead-eyed stare Brock was giving me as he slowly sipped a beer. And I asked and Nick I, how he I, was, I was doing. I was going to let that yeah. dead-eyed
2: stare happen because I like
1: it. If we happen think- to edit all of this out, that's fine. Or if everyone <laughs> hears what our marriage sounds like, that's also fine. Cool. <laughs> I love you. So, Nick, how are you? I'm so well. Buddy. When did you get your lawyer degree?
2: I graduated in 2012 in May, passed the bar that summer. Did you get right out of college the of and Kansas get into in the like,
0: lawyer thing, or did you take some time and like, find yourself?
2: I took some find-yourself time. Where did that take you? Where did you great,
1: find that? Oh,
2: uh, Wouldn't you know, it was <laughs> back in Salina, Kansas. <laughs> I took that uh, awesome millennial downtime, moving back in with the folks and trying to figure things out.
1: Yeah, moving back in with the folks, it's its weird. Sometimes it's easier to find yourself when you have to spend money on nothing else. True. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, and it frees some, up
1: a lot of brain space. Some of that
2: money went to, oh, uh, let's take the LSAT because what the hell. See how see if you do okay. And what did you get on
0: that? An L?
2: L plus? L plus.
0: L
1: plus? I actually
2: man. really don't remember my score. Is that an it's actual? Based on a, it's a weird Great, Okay. <laughs>
1: I, um, I don't know. Lawyer, lawyer plus. In, which is
2: all that matters. I got accepted. Thank you, Washburn. <laughs> Topeka.
0: Topeka. Indeed. So you really have done this sort of very direct eastward expansion of like every year or two. I'll do another 30 miles.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a uh, you, 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 caution. You measuring took the same steps. amount of time to get here as I've taken to get here. Right. But you just stopped at all the fucking cow poke holes along the way. Like way less interesting places.
1: <laughs> Did you stop at Ozark Land?
0: Uh, go out there for <laughs> vacation sometimes. <laughs> okay. We Let's stopped see. by the winery.
1: Oh, yeah. We stopped by the Oz Winery.
0: In Wamago.
1: Yeah. Wamigo is what your pa- I I said Wamago and your mom like laughed at me. Oh, the Yellow
2: Brick Road. <laughs> yeah. That's where Dorothy's actually
0: from, I guess.
1: Yeah, they didn't really make that clear on the tour. I didn't know if it was just... One to... of the best
0: parts of this is that Viv and her mom uh, did this sort of cross-country trip when they when and my, a And teenager. my younger
1: brother, yeah. And
0: they're like, we stopped by a place with a yellow brick road, well, but it was not this fucking yeah, place. I, so I, now I, it's like, where are the other yellow brick roads in the middle of the Literally
1: anywhere else in Kansas. Yeah, I said this to my mom, because my mom and my younger brother came out for Thanksgiving, and, uh, did we already talk about this? A little bit on episode? the podcast, okay. but
0: it's okay to repeat a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, uh, for our non-constant uh, listeners, um, uh, subscribers, do we have any of those yet? Hmm. No? Okay. Um, yeah, my, mo- my mom and younger brother came out, and we all took a trip, a road trip, uh, when I was, like, probably ten? <laughs> nine or ten? Um... Uh, I love that
0: you got to finally settle on what year it was, because I thought it was a much bigger range.
1: Well, it is, because all of... We took a lot of road trips when I was younger, and they all kind of blend together, but this one was just me, and my mom, and my younger brother, and not my older brother, which excludes a couple of years when he, like, got too old to care to come with us. Um, but I, I talked to my mom about stopping by this winery, and I was like, I have this vague memory of going to some, uh, uh like... Wizard of Oz museum and this isn't sounding as interesting as I'm talking about it but I was like all I remember my mom was like no I don't remember that and I was like all I remember is some giant swirly yellow brick road mural painted on the ground and she was like oh my god I remember this but she could not remember where it was either so we were like let's go to this yellow brick road museum it's right by a yellow it's right by an Oz winery and it's right by another uh, cheesery which isn't a word but like a, a cheese cream. store. Exactly. Which was uh, fucking which is, closed. Which is
0: actually a thing that people give a shit about and we it couldn't go there. It was
1: closed. We drove it by it. It took us four passes to figure out how to pass by the gravel train tracks uh, to get to it. And then it was closed anyway. But anyway, then we went to the This is Oz the sort
0: of, of Lindsborg situation where it's like, yeah. I just saw uh, wooden horses everywhere. I did not know where to enter. You know,
1: what's halfway <laughs> between Salina and Kansas City, uh, a dairy farm. <laughs> or it's not a farm, but whatever. And, also, a Oz museum that definitely was not a place any of us had ever been to before. Once we got there,
0: we, we I, I was googling in the car later, like
1: other places with other Yellow places. Brick Road. So, <laughs> like,
0: what? Give me the listicles that list that I've off. Lived yeah, virtually this
1: was my when, entire
2: life here. I don't know about when I any when other I was Yellow Brick Road places.
1: When I was young, my my parents uh, both owned Volkswagen vans, and we used to take. A lot of road trips uh, and this was the first one that I remember which was supposed to be a cross-country trip and then <laughs> my like nine ten-year-old brain uh, but my mom supports this what happened was uh, we just said no thanks about halfway so we we then uh, like went up through the Texas Panhandle up through Kansas and as I'm saying it no this was a different trip because my older brother was on it. I don't know. I wasn't going to say I was say 9. Anything. I was 9. Maybe I took 12 trips, maybe I took one. I don't know. But the time that we went through Kansas, no, I think it was the same trip. I don't know. I have a very bad memory. I was a drunk 9-year-old. I don't know. Um uh, <laughs> Or was we, it the marijuana? Yeah, it was one or the other. We were in Volkswagen vans the whole time. I don't know, but yeah, we went up through the Texas Panhandle and were just like, "No, thank you," uh, and got caught in a a tornado in a Kansas campsite, and so my the only memory, I have two memories of Kansas. One is of this fucking mural on the ground of a swirly yellow brick road, and the other is of being trapped with my younger brother and my mom in a KOA campsite, uh restroom during a tornado while my older brother was in the van out in at the actual campsite. He ended up being fine and I think like slept through the whole thing, even though I'm pretty sure like trees crashed all around him. But these are my memories of Kansas.
2: Can I ask if you've considered the prospect that you got none stuck of it in actually a tornado happened? did you go to the actual land of Oz, not the Wamigo knockoff?
1: You know, I saw a swirly yellow brick road and turned out not to be at this museum so it could really be anywhere. Did a
0: man Did he, lie to you?
1: Did he lie to me? Can't coward. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I was fucking nine.
0: Uh, this uh, this allows us to do a little bit of a retread. Uh, our our also, best Terrence, episode thus far.
1: Terrence, cut all of that boring story.
0: <laughs> Terrence, you're our best friend. Leave that in. Uh, our best episode so far, uh, uh, listener-wise, now. has been uh, us coming back here and yeah. just decompressing Thanksgiving, where her San Francisco family came out and had to deal with my Celina family. And there is a moment from it that I realized that we've forgotten because I just fixated on it while I was home recently, uh, which is that uh, my grandfather began screaming at her mother, Fox News, Fox News, no, Fox that's, News.
1: Okay, it's not what happened, but also what happened was just as bad. <laughs>
0: yeah, Uh Everything was going terribly, and uh, this will be a moment that I feel like me and my wife will cherish forever, which is that uh, my uncle's daughter had just been in a production of A Chorus Line, and he had put up a number of different videos of it onto his Facebook page. Which and my your grandpa,
1: grandfather had just joined Facebook. He had <laughs> just
0: joined Facebook, uh, which has allowed him to put... Like a frowny face onto something that Viv posted once, and I was very confused I don't remember
1: him doing literally anything on Facebook. I think that Paul, your uncle, signed him up for Facebook, and he has not done anything on the site since.
0: So he's like, we want to watch these videos, and we're like, we'll do this. And then they went apocalyptic at Thanksgiving with their political beliefs. Yeah, talking
1: about tax law to my accountant, my CPA mother, and talking about Fox News to me, which I say, (laughs) I will not talk about Fox News. So finally, Brock Brock kept running away, uh, and I kept cornering him in the kitchen saying, please come back and do something, handle this. Uh, And so Brock got the great idea, actual great idea, not sarcastic great idea, to put on these videos on the television through the Chromecast, which took literally an hour, which is not a bad thing. That was an hour when no one could fight about anything except what you were doing with the television and how you were doing it And
0: it is that Chromecast moment that uh, I I just cherish so much because it was like, we have to figure out the Wi-Fi password for my house. No one in my family knows the Wi-Fi password, but it's written on a piece of paper. It's definitely hidden somewhere, either in a basement or in a catacomb. Uh, but we needed that password to make everyone stop being racist to each other.
1: No, all we needed was Actually, for them to like focus it, on you not knowing what the was password was. It was pretty peaceful in
2: that
0: moment when they're all directing their it anger was peaceful at you, for Brock. Me. They needed you to be yeah. the whipping. Boy. Why can't you connect it? Yeah, Brock it, was doing everything. It was a solid wrong. twenty minutes, and it was in this time. Also, I,
1: this podcast is brought to you by Chromecast. So <laughs>
0: it is it is in that time that my either my mom or dad or my mom and dad together uh, had the both. joke of. Uh, hey, wh- why are you fucking this up? And, like, my reaction to it was just to, like, do this very controlled, very specific scream that would hit you in in your chest in just, like, a one centimeter by one centimeter. Oh, yeah, centimeter through spread. eye
1: contact with me, I heard the scream.
0: I, I did it, and, like, I was worried, like, everyone will be concerned, and instead everyone was like, well, what a funny joke. And I was like, this is where we've reached. They just, they all know what they're yeah. doing, but, and I'm being fucked with on top of this. But also and I love that.
1: We are closer to Christmas than we are to Thanksgiving. So we're about to have a whole new set of things. So maybe let's start Hey, Nick, how are you? So good. (laughs) So there's a reason that
0: Nick is invited on here. And that is that we've just moved out here. Uh, I haven't talked to you in a decade. And you are that person from high school who lives out here with me. Who is just doing leftist liberal shit on your Facebook page (laughs) all day long in that way Mm -hmm. that I know that... I know what it is like to still have friends from high school in Salina that just jump in like, hey, I want to play devil's advocate here. And you're like, fuck, no. Like, come on, grow up. And they're like, "Okay, it's gone. And you just do it unabashedly all day, every day. And I was like, "Okay, so what's happening here? And so this is also a fun moment for me to uh, announce to the listenership. I have taken a job where I'll be writing about politics uh, for this area for a national website starting in uh, the new year. I'm very excited to be a part of it, and part of what led to that was that we were watching the Kansas City Star hosted mm-hmm. a big Q&A session for all of the Democratic senator or governor, governor candidates for next year, and what happens in Kansas is a very interesting thing. Like, Can,
1: can we? Can I also interrupt really quickly yeah. to say like, we wanted to go uh, watch it in person, and they, they were offering tickets up, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't like a raffle thing. I don't think. Like you were able to submit to it, and they ended up accepting me and not Brock, even though we both live in a different state. Because this was Kansas. Not, and I submitted not on
0: your behalf. <laughs>
1: no, I no I submitted. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, we. I don't know if you submitted on my behalf. I did as well. You don't actually. get a plus one. No, 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 so I- they accepted me, but then we we watched it, and you could see the room, and Brock swears it was a larger room than it looked like, but it looked to me to be about sixty people in like like a portable sort of like high school room, and there were about maybe three women under forty there, so i could I could understand why they wanted me me there and not Brock because the people that yeah. go to these things in Kansas uh don't really look like either of us uh so it was it was exciting for both of us to watch from home because they broadcast this thing uh f- with about 60 people in the room and what four or five candidates
0: uh five yeah five. and and so what happens is that in Kansas uh we have a pretty good history of they'll just take the best candidate it's actually mm-hmm. one of the best things about uh Kansas is that like They'll be fucking mega racist about president. Uh, but everything that happens on a local election on up sort of the governor, they're like, well, what do you got? And that's why we had Kathleen Sebelius, who under Obama became head of all education stuff, which was a much better use for her because when she was hanging around Kansas, nothing was getting passed uh, legislation wise. Uh, and and so there, there's always a back and forth here. So we have. A real fuck-ass in, in 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 the House right now, uh, and uh, we're looking at who could possibly be a Democratic candidate for governor next year, which will be a big national election. And part of my job now uh, at this new site, uh, as was pitched to me, is that, like, uh, all local elect- elections are now nationalized. Like, everyone mm-hmm. gives a shit. Like, look at a Royal War thing. Like. Every seat matters. Everything matters, and it matters on this scale that politics has never existed well, at where like people that live in Maine now give a, a fuck about what happens in Wichita. I, and, I mean, <laughs> it
1: especially matters when there is an outsider running. Like Doug Jones wasn't. It, it wasn't just another election right. in Alabama. It was. A fucking Democrat won Alabama. Like, it would be awesome if we were publicizing, like, uh, you know, it's all women running in Kansas, but it's not. But, like, we were paying attention to all the Democrats running in Kansas, which there was, like, one... Person of color and th- what was it? Five people. Total? It's five people. So it was like one person of color, uh, three white dudes, and one dude who showed up in like a Lycra polo shirt and because he thinks that he got, can well, we do got, something. And here's
0: that breakdown. Uh, got some high five, people, students, right, five people. Five yeah. people showed up yeah. for this. Yeah, we we've had that before. Uh, we have five people writing as Democrat right now, and here's the breakdown. Right. Which
1: first of all any of them great sure run Kansas fine <laughs> Also but... <laughs> this is the
0: first
2: time we've had a democratic primary for governor in Kansas in a couple decades Wait, how first is time it normally... since I've been registered as a voter
1: I don't know I'm so, I'm so <laughs> this is something we've been over on the podcast before I'm incredibly naive when it comes to Midwestern <laughs> politics how do you not what how is there not normally a democratic primary like is there just like I don't know this is a guy
2: it's usually... God, how um, do I
1: not know how these things work yet?
2: ...consigned to, uh, well, the Democrat just doesn't have a chance.
1: So, they so... Ju- they're just like, this is a dude. Like, the Democrats don't even get a primary here normally? Or well, well, there? They, Everything here basically... There, goes not down. here, there. Five miles <laughs> there. west of here.
0: <laughs> Everything here, I think, boils down to, like... Uh, Somebody winds up being on the ballot, and then those two people... How do debate. they want
1: to See, again, I, yeah. okay, explain it to me like I'm a child, because I am <laughs> an, I am from a place where everyone gets a primary election, even Republicans in San Francisco, I think, get a primary. Actually, never mind, I don't pay attention to them. Maybe they don't. Am I the equivalent of a Republican in San Francisco? Is that a Democrat in Missouri? I don't maybe, know. Maybe I, so. A lot of the, uh, a lot of this podcast is me admitting that I am a child when it comes to Republican politics.
2: I I, I think that, that might be actually pretty accurate. Oh, uh, one of my I've best. I've literally never noticed if there is a
1: Republican a, primary. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> one of
2: my best friends in law school was a Republican from Massachusetts, and he said, "Well, yeah, when I moved out here, I'm pretty much a Democrat."
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I move out here, I am. Pretty much like socialist propaganda. I mean, compared to like a a San Franciscan in Missouri. Yeah, there is a difference. But
2: I think we're starting to turn the tide and the amount of candidates who have entered the race on the Democratic side is a good sign that, you know, we actually want to put forward somebody who can win the election statewide. Sure. And get a Democrat
0: in office. Which there isn't. The pushback you would imagine there uh so this is the list of the people that were showing up at this debate that we watched which we watched the whole thing and uh a part of this podcast is also me and viv being like we want to take part in politics and also some of it is like
1: me admitting i don't know how politics out here work (laughs) or,
0: or us both being like i was tired on saturday i didn't show up uh no well, we, we just, we, we that, haven't been there or like we, we got out here right after the election and we couldn't vote. uh. So like watching this thing was the first sort of line is like, this is who is competing. Well,
1: okay. I also wouldn't under, that's, I wouldn't undersell us as saying like, we didn't feel like it. We were tired. Like we missed deadlines moving out here. Sure. We, you didn't get accepted into the debate. Like don't yeah. undersell us and say like, we just didn't feel like it. Like it is really hard reinvesting in politics in not just a new state but a new state that is the opposite of where we're coming from that is halfway across the country more than halfway across the country for both of us even though you're from here like no i i'm i'm going to disagree with you there hasn't been a single thing that i've done here that we've been like well we're just tired like no don't don't undersell us That's we are fair. we are trying we could be trying a whole lot harder i think probably pretty much literally everyone in America could be trying harder. Uh Thank you for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're right. My joke didn't land on that thing and when we're we're doing better than we think. Uh
1: Well, we're we're not doing as well as we want to, but don't don't chalk it up to like we're just fucking lazy. Everyone's lazy. We're lazy, but there it is really hard to get reinvested in politics in right. a new in a new city that is the opposite of where you're coming from, like yeah. it not like it would be easy to move to Manhattan and get reinvested in the in the political scene. But I th- I think I don't know you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to tell you that you're wrong in what you said, but you're wrong in what you said. Like not to give us too much credit, but uh, that's the entire point of this podcast is trying to. Invest in a political scene that is the literal opposite of everything that we've existed in for years. So,
2: and I think what you'll find is that Kansas City is a more progressive city than it gets credit for. We
1: are finding that um, a lot. You just yeah,
2: and and what you're doing right now is a pretty amazing thing, which is keeping Fighting conversations in front of happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's entertaining, but <laughs> <laughs> the uh, larger point of the podcast um talking about why is it that more liberal ideas aren't act, aren't winning more people over mm-hmm. in this area and i'm encouraged by things like to speak for the missouri side now mm-hmm. um we had a candidate for senate uh jason kander who was the secretary mm-hmm. of state in missouri who lost his senate race by three points when Trump won Missouri by seventeen, yeah. and he did that by not by shying away from progressive ideas but by actually traveling the state and having real conversations with people so I think what i or at least what I mm-hmm. hope you're finding is the more you talk to people, the more that uh it's it's not that they are averse to these ideas; I think they just don't hear them enough
0: mm-hmm.
2: and So I I applaud you for your efforts, and I'm excited to take part in this. And Kinder was the very young dude, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I think he's 35, something like that. Oh, that's too
0: young. (laughs) Too young. (laughs) Uh, So we watched this uh, debate amongst the people that are running for governor on the Democratic ticket in Kansas. And this was this moment that I was like, Nick has to come on the show. Because you'd already, I'd seen on Facebook earlier in the day, really leveled where you were. And we'll get to that. Uh, But here are the five candidates that were up. Uh, There is Jim Ward, who is the Kansas House Minority Leader. There is Josh Josh Foddy, who we'll come back to, uh, who is the former state uh, agriculture secretary. There is Robert Klingenberg, who is labeled as a salesman, but we have to tell you, he drives a Frito-Lay truck, and he loves to re to tell people, I drive a fucking Frito-Lay truck, and I'm up here because Frito-Lay truck guy should and government be. That's the whole fucking... I don't know. Uh, I'm a
1: Doritos voter, so I just don't think that's going to work for me.
0: Uh, then there's Carl Brewer, who is the former Wichita mayor, which, if you don't know Kansas, Wichita is where the crime moved to, and uh, he's just this cool... Big dude who definitely lived through a sort of political gambit that no one else in Kansas He's could possibly He's also the fathom. one
1: candidate of color, right? He's the yes, one he is. black man running for office. Oh, oh,
0: oh, then there's the other one who is uh, Arden Anderson, oh, who is right. also of color. I'm
1: sorry, my 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 mistake, yes.
0: Uh, uh, who is a physician who has traveled the world, but everything that he has to say <laughs> is like well, when I was in Europe, here's how they do healthcare, and we should do it like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, it's this clear is why I the blocked realm. him
1: out. He it's just,
0: beyond the he's, realm of what you can possibly do. He,
1: he has a global view, which I completely respect, but Brock, kept, Brock was sitting next to me. I was like, I totally relate to everything he's saying, and then Brock was next to me being like, stop talking about France. People in Kansas <laughs> aren't going to want to hear you talk about France. You
0: can't <laughs> vote France in as just <laughs> yeah. a law. Like well, we're France now.
1: Here's what they do in France. I'm like cool. I want to live in
0: France. We only have one place yeah. that does cheese well, and it was closed. <laughs> <laughs> you and I know we're frustrated so with one that. One day a
1: week. I so had to make five takes across a gravel uh, train tracks to visit the the cheese place in Kansas. <laughs> so
0: so Carl Brewer is the sort of guy that like when he talks he talks in the way as if like. I once punched a guy that pulled a gun on me and you're like, oh shit, you're here. And like you, you ran Wichita and in the scheme of things that makes sense. But what does that make sense uh, for, for Kansas? And then there's Greg frito
1: who drives <laughs> a truck
0: and his whole, like, I, I appreciate it because somebody could write a screenplay about it. Like, but every answer he gave was like, well, I needn't have an opinion on that because here's the thing. Everyone is everything. And you're like, that's not, what are you even doing? Uh, but then there was Josh Sfadi, and you seem to love Josh, and tell us why we should also love Josh.
2: I absolutely love Josh. Um, I actually got to know him in high school. He came to our school when he was campaigning for state rep. Uh, he's oh my God, is this
0: that guy? <laughs> oh, you didn't know that. Oh my guy. God. Oh, I didn't put that together. Okay. But also this from is that other thing. Live. Okay, just now?
1: Wait, he came to your high school? Yeah, he
2: came to our high school to campaign uh, and get 18-year-olds registered to vote, which is an awesome thing. We need Mm -hmm. to make it easier for people to vote, not harder, and more voters is always better. And he was a state rep. I think he was only four years older than us. Yeah. So he was first elected at 22 to the Kansas State Legislature. Um, He's from central Kansas. He's got east-to-west statewide appeal, and... I, I love him because he's got experience, but he's still young. He's very passionate. He's a great debater. He's a very smart guy. And the most important thing for me when I'm evaluating candidates in a Democrat primary for the first time is who actually has a chance to win mm-hmm. and what's the path to victory. Um, in Kansas, you have to win the blue counties. Mm-hmm. You've got to win Douglas. That's Lawrence. You've got to win Wyandotte, KCK. You got to win Shawnee. That's Topeka, um, and then just not get your ass kicked everywhere else.
1: Wait, I'm sorry. I'm I'm again naive for red state politics. You, you're saying that for a Democrat to win, they have to win blue blue counties. Why? What would it take for a Democratic candidate to not win blue counties in a red state?
0: And this is also a preamble to that, which is that uh, Kansas is built up of. 150 counties uh, because yeah. the idea oh, 105 because mm-hmm. the idea was that you have to have a uh, a county courthouse within a day's horse riding distance of any farm and we never went back and fixed that so there is uh, within kansas just a fucking insane number of people that work in uh, local government for these yes. 105 counties yes. Because, uh, including for counties where there aren't people that live there, it's just mm-hmm. like, well, you know, we set this up and no one's going to remove this yeah. county. <laughs> so
1: do traditionally blue counties in Kansas uh, not always vote Democrat?
0: No, absolutely
2: not. Um, so it's pres- that's what's great about it. It's presumed that anybody who wins this Democratic nomination is going to carry those places. Okay. So when I'm looking at it, I'm thinking... Who is going to carry the places we expect to win Mm -hmm. and not get beat so badly everywhere else? Yeah. (laughs) And I I love Josh as a person. Like I said, I think he's a really smart guy. He's got experience, but he has east to west statewide appeal. He's a Mm -hmm. central Kansas farmer. Yeah. And you
0: also mentioned he's been to every county to talk to people which is an insane number of counties. He has been yeah. to all
2: 105 on counties.
1: Though?
0: He is the only
2: candidate <laughs> on either side, actually, to have visited every county already in this wow. race. Not,
1: was, not, it, not the guy in the Lycra polo shirt who's like, I'm going to do change. He not, hasn't been to all the counties on the, Frito Lay,
2: the Frito-Lay van has not made it to Weird. 105 counties.
1: Weird. He seems so determined to make change. <laughs> We don't mean to show <laughs> No, like it's fine. No, I think it's great. Okay. I think it's great I for anyone who... I love uh, the
0: passion. You're, you're like I an ESPN passion. commentator. I think He's I think, a real gym rat.
1: I think in theory it is Good great for anyone who is fed up with politics that thinks that they can make change and wants to make change. I think that's why we're seeing yeah. so many... I think that's why so many women right now and people of color and my... Any... Any marginalized group is being encouraged to say, like, you know what? You always think that you have to have incredible amounts of experience before you finally throw your hat in the ring, and you don't. You just have to have passion. I think it's great for anyone, any marginalized person, to finally like think to finally declare it's their time. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to be the most experienced person to throw your hat in the ring. Um, in theory, that is great. In reality, that's why we have Donald fucking Trump in the White House, because he was a person that thought, I don't have to have literally any experience, and uh, so to Hi, see- I'm a
0: guy that looks like the human version of a box of liquid I don't charms. know. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: running on the word change, not actual change, like Obama or Hillary Clinton, or literally anyone that has any reason to want change. A roll the of d d dice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So. And, and that was what, so uh, we, we watched this lineup of people, and it was so interesting because, and I worry that uh, your comment had uh, swayed us a little bit, but I was like, Josh Foddy, let's watch this guy. Well, and no, his- I mean,
1: we watched we watched down the line, and I was like, that guy's cool, that guy's cool, yeah. that guy's weird, that guy's cool. And then Brock was like, oh, that's the guy we're supposed to watch. And I don't think it, like, changed our minds, but it did focus us it a did, It did
0: focus us because Josh Foddy responds to people like a human being with, with what's sense. What's that in <laughs> yeah. politics? What that? is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone else up there, including the people that I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I understand what you've gone through in politics. But also, like, mm-hmm. his answers felt like a human being responding to things instead you of like. might care what you he seems very passionate. what you yeah. And, and with also knowing that you were like, oh, he visited every county. And I was like, that's an insane thing. Yeah. No one should ever go to all counties in Kansas. Uh, yeah. maybe if that's I, why I no was one the has. god of Kansas, I, also, I would never do that. I don't
1: think I even said this to you while we were watching, but he started to remind me very much of how I start talking about things, where I'm talking about something that I care about, and then it sounds like I am so angry at the things that are holding back the thing that I'm caring about. And like, I heard that tone in his voice Multiple times throughout this debate, and that really made me. Oh, I hear him it now. a lot. Oh. Yeah, he's like, you know, we just have to focus on this thing because it is just <laughs> crazy that it is working in this way. I was like, I really like you. I wish at
0: some point he had tied it in and be like, and you know what holds us back? It's the Frito Lay trucks, <laughs>
1: <And> fucking Doritos. <laughs> hey, to
0: to explain what makes this so funny to us Uh on this stage, there were five people. Uh, for which uh, three of which were in blue suits, the Frito Leg guy was in a blue uh, like oh, polo was... shirt.
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and
0: then the last guy, who is this guy that is European that we have called out <laughs> for being like, well, you know what France does, and we're like, boo, you'll never get elected on the France ticket. <laughs> you have great ideas. Was in like a North by Northwest f- like gray suit that was fed and was like. Oh, like that guy's our mad guy that no one, wearing... one told him that like everyone else was in blue in front of a blue backdrop talking into a blue state. Like it's just <laughs>
1: <laughs> But this guy was wearing the pink tie, right? We like that. Yeah. Yeah. This... Like a man in a pink tie.
0: This is our first
2: primary in a while. I I think maybe they could have planned a little better on that.
0: <laughs> so you've suffered through like you've you've done this expansion, but you've been in the state the whole time. What have you witnessed over the last decade that I I missed? <laughs> Um,
1: What's the history of politics?
0: (laughs) Well, uh, you might know about Sam Brownback and what happened when he took office. (laughs) Here is the best part about Sam Brownback. (laughs) I I just came from home where I... uh,
1: Yeah, he just got back today. (laughs) I had
0: a screamy fight with my family because my mother is now unironically calling me a snowflake.
1: For, Everyone learned a new word. We're not Aww. engaging in
0: debates with the family. And I was uh, like,
1: not not engaging in debates about those women who are lying to get money about Republicans. Oh no. Yeah,
0: rape apologism. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tricky, tricky, fun time album. Uh, I wasn't started, gonna
1: bring it up. You brought it up, and I will I, fucking talk about it if you bring it up. That's fine. We'll <laughs> yeah. back
0: away from it quickly. My mom was calling me a snowflake, I was like, uh, amongst everything I'm fighting here, being called a snowflake, like sincerely. It is so upsetting. Like, it's such a weird thing. I was like, I, I was prepared for so many things. I'll have the debates about the stuff, but like the, the snowflake part. Good God, why? Uh, <laughs> and it is it is about trying to figure out how we uh, have a sense of communication that follows that through. You have the same family asking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I,
0: he, his family lives a mile from my family. We have the same thing. What is it that you go through?
1: How often uh, do you go back home?
0: Well, actually, everybody in my immediate
2: family, uh, we talk politics pretty regularly.
1: Are they, um, like, my, are they blue or...
2: So my mom identifies as or they just hate you? Like. Um, she's, she's a registered Republican because <laughs> we need somebody to vote for the least crazy person in that Legit. lineup. <laughs> um, my dad has always been a Republican his his whole life uh he actually got really excited about Bernie Sanders campaign <laughs> um he spends a lot of his downtime which isn't much because the dude still works 50 plus hour weeks oh. regularly um even
0: at the age of 60 oh no 68 anyway <laughs> your, uh, your dad I remember from high school as just this idea of this like um oh uh 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 what is it when uh, Miss Piggy and everyone is a kid in the cartoon show? Muppet Babies. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, we had this very Muppet Babies relationship where your dad was just like a pair of socks that was like, "I'm working all the time." It's like, <laughs> yes. "All right, well, I'll never see Mr. Servopoulos." Right. It's fine. Hey, he still came to all of our shows.
2: <laughs> he yeah. made time. He, he would made show up and you like
0: you would see like a shadow that was blurred for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Nick's dad's here." It nice.
2: <laughs> he he really does uh, continue that immigrant work ethic where he just doesn't know what not working feels like. So he still shows up insane hours. But when he's not doing that, he is a bright guy and likes to further educate himself by uh, taking random college courses online. And he's spent a lot of time um, in econ classes. And so it's, it's weird to actually go home and my like Republican dad is spouting like socialist economic right. theories, and he's the only good Bernie bro. Right. <laughs> I really appreciate and maybe that. Maybe the <laughs> oldest Bernie
0: bro. Well, yes. look, I not... voted for Bob Dole, but I I've listened to what Bernie has to say.
1: I don't know, but then I just went alphabetically, and he was there. So. <laughs> 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 I broke Brock. <laughs> I but, but so he's, it, uh, he's gotten
2: to the point now he's actually voting for Democrats for the first time in his wow. life these last couple of elections because it it's gotten way too far. It mm-hmm. really has.
0: This last couple of weeks was to see my family who voted for Trump and and thinks Hillary Clinton still is the worst person that ever lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like somebody brought up Sam Brand back in our house and my entire family went Bleh. Brownback. And I was like, oh, well, fucking okay. So we all agree that Sam Brownback is the worst person, which if you've been listening, uh, Sam Brownback was just uh, picked by the Trump campaign. He is leaving Kansas uh, to go be our sort of Christian police around the world. He's going to go to countries and be like, you're not treating Christians good enough. And that's the job that that piece of shit should have. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, it is actually... Uh, unfortunately a good job even though I think it's kind of a terrible
0: thing um, it, it, that, It's that, very funny because I have friends that are, like keep getting cast on like TV shows that get cancelled very quickly in LA. They're like, we're like the the NCIS of like, but we're going to foreign countries and like, it's always a couple episodes and people are like hey, no one wants to see you go to Chile and like torture a bunch of people? Like right. the Stay here. Stay here and torture Americans. Let's all agree on that. Yeah, it is it is a but weird thing to be like that Brownback has become uh, what the Trump world has been like. This is what works, and it doesn't work. It's it an insane thing.
2: Not. And it doesn't make sense. Uh, a lot of Kensans are really excited to have Brownback moving on and getting out of here, but what sucks is that's... Indicative of the, the larger problem of these kind of Coke backed
0: candidates, is they come in. Sorry, he's uh, talking their... about the Coke brothers uh, who have. No,
1: cocaine backed candidates. That's what we call. No? No?
0: Well,
2: kind I, of. I think K O C H A C C. I'm sorry, I'm stuck in California also, politics. And it's probably more damaging than yeah. But there, other there drugs are rumors that,
0: that the Coke brothers are involved in cocaine trading. It's yeah. impossible to. Nail I mean, this people
2: down. are saying these things, so it. Could possibly people be. People
1: say, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> we don't have a legal team yet. We're a very know. new I podcast. can't verify. Allegedly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> these people, they tell me. <laughs> um, no, but uh, mm-hmm. so these, these guys come into office and they act like wrecking balls and try to dismantle any sensible policy mm-hmm. by just rallying anti government hate. And then when their time is over, they move on, and in Sam Brownback's case, he's getting a cushy job being America's top Christian abroad, and they get taken care of by wow, the machine. what a great job. It's a pretty sick <laughs> thing to see happen. And then it's the next crazy person up. Um, and in our case, in Kansas, for governor, it's looking like the likely Republican nominee is going to be Chris Kobach, who is, uh, in my opinion, probably 10 times worse than Brownback. Hmm. Um, For one, he's more vile, he's more racist, he's slimier, and he's also smarter, which makes him uh, far more threatening.
1: Wouldn't it just be amazing if, like, more racist wasn't a detractor for a political (laughs) candidate? Like... Just, just if we could take that out of the mix and focus on actual policy. It, it would <laughs> like, be nice, but
2: uh, in Kobach's case, he actually has made a career of stirring up racist hate. Um, he's been general counsel <gasps> well, to Well, yeah, how else do you group? win an
1: election? Right? <laughs> oh,
2: my God. Um, he authored Arizona's crazy uh, racist show-us-your-papers laws. Oh, my God. He writes columns for Breitbart.
0: Um, and then and, has to deny that he's uh, being paid to do uh, political
1: Well, they only get 1488 there. in a, an article. Viv has <laughs> just made the best
0: joke of the podcast. That's, do you know uh, about this? Did I you? don't know about so that. So Stormfront. Okay.
1: Daily Stormer.
0: Daily Stormer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daily Stormer, the Stormfront uh, publication, uh, had their uh, publication guide uh, stolen this week. By the
1: New York Times, I by think. By the New York yeah. Times. Um, it's oh, a, a crooked New York Times! It's a twenty-page <laughs> document. Mm-hmm.
0: It also includes things that, like try to make it seem like everything that you say is like a funny, like ironic well, joke.
1: I mean, it, no, it's a, it's a, it's a style guide. A lot of it is typical stuff, like when you do hyperlinks, don't include the spaces on either side of the words because that looks sloppy. But then they start going into. Uh, yeah, like you know, couch your anti-Semitism in humor, or like their their ad of like, if we like your stuff, then we'll take it. If we don't, then you can publish it on your site. But if we take it, we'll pay you fourteen eighty eight. Which fourteen eighty eight is an anti-Semitic term because fourteen is the four. Sorry, Brock was gonna say this, so I didn't actually no, have to ahead. say it because I don't know and I don't like. I just <laughs> I just want to go to sleep. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, fourteen is an anti-Semitic. Term because it's the fourteen words that something something I can't pay enough attention to the yeah the eight. white race yeah uh and and eight eight is the is the eighth letter of the alphabet twice Heil Hitler like I just I I should have just just let you say it so I don't actually have to talk about it uh but the yeah the Daily Stormer had their style guide. Stolen, not stolen, but published publicly. <laughs> uh,
0: so everyone that writes for the site gets paid $14.88. 14 14 being the 14 words that uh, cement our uh, great white nation and the 88 being... Uh, can, can
1: I just say that he said that with an incre- incredibly sarcastic face? Yeah. When Brock said great white nation, that was a sarcastic tone.
0: And the 88 is a Hitler reference. Uh, so these guys are signing up... You're right for this fucking place, and they're like, "Well, I, it's not paying me a living wage, but it's paying me a racist amount still, of money." I I didn't know
1: if that was a joke or, <laughs> or if it was a joke and reality. Like, do they get paid more than that? I don't know. No, it's <laughs> fourteen eighty-eight. Well, reason. I, I didn't know if yeah. that was if that was a joke in the style guide. I hope that's what they get paid because. Literally, no one that writes for them deserves a cent more it, than that. It is what they, they don't pay. deserve a 1489. They just they, don't deserve it. They
0: also get a list of, like, here are the words that you should use for women. And it's about 11 of the worst things that you could come up with. And the same is thing is 11
1: for... a coded number? Not here. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I just didn't want to. I I looked <laughs> them up on my phone. And I was like, I actually don't want to say any of these out loud. There's no need yeah. to.
1: Uh,
0: but they're like, use these synonyms whenever possible. Uh, but the,
1: the that's fine, I mean, I mean, I get it. I write <laughs> i I don't have a style guide telling me to use Cretan or spew is my favorite verb for what <laughs> when I'm talking about what Republicans say, I don't say say they spew hate and words like I get it, but also I'm getting paid more than fourteen eighty eight a uh, post, and i uh don't have anyone telling me what verbs to use, so I feel fine,
0: but within the style guide, there is uh. There is a direct comment that says, hey, you know, every time we talk about the Jews, talk about this thing, this thing. Uh, and, and, you know, refer to them in this talk way. Talk about
1: these 14 things and also these 88 <laughs> <ADA> things. things. <laughs> like, you're not fucking clever.
0: <laughs> and they're like, say these versions of it. Uh, and they're like, but make it seem like sort of like this wink, wink, nudge thing that like drunk dudes would say at a bar and you would agree on. And then under that, the guy goes, we still want to gas them all. But, like, let's just all agree, like, it's it should it should come off as funny and people can't really peg it down. It's like, yeah, you're not making it seem like people can't peg it down, mm-hmm. you piece of shit. Right. <laughs> so, uh, of all the leaks that have happened, it's just, like, I can't believe that it would change anything. But I really hope that, like, in some way that there were, like, three last advertisers still hanging on. They're like, well, I don't know. Aren't they racist? And it's like, here's his... Uh, Gassing line within the style guide, and they're like, "Oh well, finally, Toys R Us will no longer and I, advertise I the, on
2: Stormfront." I hope the Toys R Us and the mm-hmm. advertisers care and show a conscience. Well,
1: there's conscience. actually there's been a big movement uh, this week. I I had not been following the um, j- the uh, page Sleeping Giants. Um, oh, in, you hadn't been. Yeah. I hadn't been in a in a weird. In a weird turn, like, or not weird, like, advertising matters. And Mm. advertising matters, because the way I found out about this was through John Lovett's hat that I saw in a picture. Uh, John Lovett Lovett from Crooked Media was wearing a uh, Sleeping Giants hat. And Sleeping Giants tweeted out, well, I guess that's how we know our merch went out. Uh, And that's how I found out about Sleeping Giants, which uh, has been doing a campaign for anyone like me that wasn't following along because how else do you find out about these things except someone that you follow tells you about them? I mean, that's basically how Twitter mentions, like, work. Right. Uh, (laughs) But Sleeping Giants has been doing this, uh, this campaign to get people to... Among a lot of other things in figuring out like uh, how advertisers work and boycotting advertisers and all these things like uh-huh. uh, they they encourage this is why Brock I sent you screen grabs of yes. some ads from Breitbart <sighs> uh, earlier today. <sighs> Uh, no, we
0: didn't share these with anyone yet. N-
1: no, and I also didn't tell you that this was why I had them. Like they encourage <laughs> going to Breitbart, taking screen grabs of the ads you see there, and then tweeting at the advertisers. And apparently, um, uh what is it? Not. Is it Sirius Radio? It's yes. Yeah, the the like in the car radio that Sirius Radio, yes. right? Um, I'm such a fucking old bloodite. Um, <laughs> but uh, people have been tweeting at them incessantly, uh, telling them like we see your ads on Breitbart, and people have been canceling their Sirius Radio. Uh, they've been they've been really vocal in it and vocal with their with their money, they've been active with their money, uh both with their vo- their voices and their money, and canceling their subscriptions. And I haven't, I'm not sure exactly what serious Radio's response has been, but I know that they've had a response. And, I mean, this is...
0: Well, they had uh, they had offered Bannon a show, and that's why everyone started bailing on them. Well,
1: yes, but also because yeah. I think they've been advertising on Breitbart, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so people have been canceling their subscriptions like left and right they've been actually getting getting a response from the advertisers yeah uh, and a lot
0: of big names have been refusing to do interviews on their network this week yeah, yeah it was a uh, it was a huge in in the world of like pushing back against uh, consumerism and advertising it was a gigantic thing that wasn't reported on enough.
1: But also, let's keep throwing those Keurigs off the railings. Like, yeah, I don't know. Both sides, <laughs> both both sides are they anyone that doesn't <laughs> agree with companies that advertise on right <laughs> various sites. Both sides are welcome to tell the sponsors how they feel. The people that rail against Keurig for. For, you know, pulling their sponsorship from Sean Hannity after he doesn't really care that Roy Moore hmm. has all these accusations against him. Like, that's fine. Fu- I do not care. I support them right. in in uh, speaking their opinions with their dollars. That is what we as Americans are able to do. I think they're ridiculous, hmm. but I think that they are using the channel, the same channels that I support other people using just because I think that they are fucking dumbasses who support (laughs) an alleged pedophile alleged because no one can sue us alleged Uh, like whatever they're still using the the channels that I respect but I am so happy to see (laughs) uh, these people like pulling their subscriptions from this satellite radio stations from all of these things.
0: And one of the best parts about Sleeping Giants is that what they do is that they uh, they acknowledge the fights that, that are theirs and the fights that are like, eh, this person's being shit. This isn't the thing we're going to take on right now, but like, be aware.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: that's what they're, if, if you guys want to personally take on this thing, but they just take on the fucking worst of the worst. And when they take that on, they're like, let's all get on board for this. And overwhelmingly, that has been the only reason. That a lot of dudes have had to leave Fox News and mm-hmm. places like that. Right. Uh, and we've learned today because Fox uh, did a major sale to Disney that the president of the United States called Rupert Murdoch...
1: Allegedly, to allegedly, To make sure that Fox <laughs> News
0: is still in his hands because otherwise... Which means
1: we're never going to get Captain America to fucking punch Sean Hannity in the face, which is all I want in the world. And also <laughs> I think all Chris Evans wants in the world. <laughs>
2: Nick, we- you're still here. <laughs> Can we have Stephen Colbert dressed up as Captain America
0: punching shots? He Henry has the, the shield. Face? He does have it. He the, has it. He has the shield. That's an excellent yeah. point. That's an excellent what point. Thank point. You, baby. <laughs> it's signed, he's had it the whole time. Uh-huh. In fact, now I'm mad that he's had it the whole time and hasn't used it. Actually, well, let's call out Stephen Colbert. What do you Colbert. think
1: he's saving it for? what <laughs> ah! <laughs>
0: What is it like for you? And and this is like a fun thing to do to somebody that used to be a best friend. And I haven't talked to in ten years. What has this been like for you to watch like Trump come up and all this stuff? Are you just like constantly in your head like screaming alone, or what is this? <laughs> uh, it's been
2: kind of a roller coaster, actually. Um, I so he wrote down the golden escalator, <laughs> and said that all Mexicans that are rapists and drug dealers, and. By the time we got to the first Republican debate, I actually watched that laughing. Um, I thought, this guy's definitely. a goddamn idiot. Nobody in their right mind would ever support this.
0: As a reminder, w- at the first Republican debate, the first question was, uh, will anyone? Will everyone here promise that they will not uh, run as an independent later? And Donald Trump was the only one that did not agree to that. And this is right. where
1: my personal Quantum Leap episode flashes back to trying to stop that ever from progressing.
2: That w- that would have been a good point ba ba ba. to stop it because I, I think that's one of the points that he got, uh, like this the anti-establishment vote, that he stood up to these big, bad... Parties that he. What a fun
1: joke that will definitely never ever come back to hurt us ever. He's gonna do
2: what's right, no matter what, no matter what the cost. We can
1: laugh at ourselves and at him.
2: And well, I, I I still laugh at him while he's tweeting from the toilet and everything because that's pretty much what I'm doing when I'm on Facebook (laughs) arguing with crazy trolls. Is that's my my downtime in. When I'm doing my number twos. Just like Donald <laughs> Trump tweets. This is this wonderful moment that
1: like Also now that we know what he eats, that is definitely the majority of his day. Is just on Chick-fil-A's the toilet. Is not
0: not not shooting through the way they should. And the
2: the twelve Diet Cokes a day, yeah. that's a diuretic. So that's he's he's in there making lots of BMs.
1: Just and every just everyone tweeting listening, his ass please off. mail Donald Trump a squatty potty <laughs> and maybe we can get those fillet of fishes and diet cokes through him quicker.
2: But unfortunately the reality started setting in that oh my god, there are enough terrible people in this country that this guy actually has a chance mm-hmm. to win. And and then he did. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it's it still says on my Avo profile that I do mostly family law work, but mm-hmm. I've jumped more into criminal defense now because um, that's one area that i think that i can be involved in in pushing back uh he proposes all this authoritarian stuff like we're gonna restore law and order and all this stuff uh, he sounds like the super villain of every <laughs> movie ever um
1: but and, like but like the boring kind that has overtaken so many marvel and dc movies where the villains are the least interesting part Of the movies, he's just, like, he's just something to rail against. He's not actually anything interesting that you'll remember in a couple years. He's the
0: Thor 2 of leaders.
1: I don't even remember who the villain of Thor 2 was. Doctor Who. Wasn't that Oscar Isaac in CGI? No, 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 that was the X-Men. That was, uh, see, I don't remember, and hopefully, hopefully, Donald Trump, Doctor Who, Donald Trump Strange will fade into that just background existence hopefully but
2: uh, unfortunately he is really directing his justice department to
1: His justice um, league department is the justice worst <laughs> 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 uh,
2: we're having situations like uh and this is this is happening in Johnson County and everywhere else in the country um uh, if if you have something like uh, identity theft that's a new one that they're really harping on um. So say you are in here in this country undocumented and you need to get utilities or something. You make up a social security number. Uh-huh. Um. They are trying to charge all of those instances as identity theft to bump to bump people up to a level where they're deportable. And so there are these cases are happening and uh court appointed counsel uh i'm which is me a lot of the <laughs> time um not everybody is is so thorough uh will accept these plea deals and there are un like out out of uniform just plain clothes ice officers waiting in courtrooms for the pleas to come down, and they're snatching people up and sending them off for deportation.
0: It's so trill how Dog the Bounty Hunter has become like a, a mega-racist, mega-localized version of a show. That That's exactly it, though. Can I,
1: can I ask a question, which maybe is too boring and personal, and maybe we'll edit it out, I don't know. Um, but is that... This is actually just kind of maybe a personal question. Like, is that something that the person whose identity is stolen has to weigh in on because I've had my social security number used in that kind of instance and I haven't done anything about it because I assumed, maybe wrongly, but I I assumed it was just some, someone making up a number that happened to be mine and I didn't do anything sure. about it. Like, would I have to weigh in on that for them to be charged in that way, or is that something that's being pushed? No, no,
2: that's being pushed from the that's being pushed because I've top. had that done that twice. Is Jeff and maybe, Justice Department.
1: Maybe I should have done something about that. I don't know. Or, now, or that didn't. I'm, now that now well, no, <laughs> now that I'm saying out loud that that's been done to me twice, and it's only been uh, employers that have told me that that's happened. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. And I just kind of trust the system to take care of it, but also. Also I I have just kind of given the benefit of the doubt that it hasn't been someone maliciously targeting me right. but just someone using a random number to to get themselves work and while I do suffer from that like the the suffering that I like, have to have to endure is nothing compared to, I'm sure, the suffering that the person that had to make up a number to get a job had to endure, and and it's my own privilege that makes me okay with not pursuing that. Tell my what, wife it? she
0: needn't feel bad so, because this No, I mean, happen. it's no, not. It's, 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 it's I, I know that I don't need feel to feel bad because... I, I know if, I don't need
1: to feel bad because I have not had a reason to feel bad. I have been fine, sure. but, like, I'm just wondering I'm just wondering if... I have not known what has happened to those people. I have not known I oh, wow. I have never I never even I, I heard that my social social security number was being used and to be honest this is my super privileged state of like I never even fucking did anything about it I always just thought <laughs> well I'll be fine. I don't know my mom is my accountant because my mom is a certified accountant like my mom does my taxes I'm like I I get, I am a super fucking privileged person where I can just be like, I don't fucking know. I called my mom and was like, someone did this and like someone can take care of it. So I what I'm saying is like, I am admitting I am admitting to the world that I have been in a position the world's listening to this, right? I'm admitting to the world where that like Fuck you world, do better. (laughs) I've been in a position where I can just not think about it. And while that means I haven't, like, pressed charges against the people that have used my my identity, I've also never thought about who they were, why they needed to do that, or what's happened to them afterwards. And so I guess I'm less concerned because it is my privilege to do this. I am less concerned with hunting down the people that did this, but I've also never had someone in front of me who can tell me, like, Assuming that they didn't go through my garbage and get a, like, thrown out credit card report. Assuming right. that they weren't targeting right. me directly. Well, like, I've never th- I've never had someone in front of me that can tell me, like, the, who are the people that are doing this and what's happening for, to them?
2: Normally for identity theft to be charged, they have to have some kind of intent to uh, deprive you of something. They if someone just
1: makes up a number and it happens to be my number...
2: Uh, then I, I don't. Mean, then I don't think that's intent. And if it's they, not if intent. They, hopefully, they have competent criminal defense counsel. What happens
1: if they get caught? What happens if one? What happens if I'm the kind of person that wants to press charges about against that?
0: But also, <laughs> what happens
1: if if I'm not? Like, what happens if they just get caught using a different social security number? Like, I've never, I've I'm, never had to think about this. I have, I
0: have a good one for this. Uh, my grandfather uh, ran a uh, oh yes road construction company for years. Uh, and he mostly employed illegals. Uh, and uh, what would happen?
1: No, um. I'm sorry. Undocumented. No one. No one is fucking illegal. So sure, undocumented. Just, yeah.
0: Uh, uh, but what would happen? No human is illegal. So no I just, human I have is illegal. Yes. That. Yeah. Uh, and uh, well, what he would run into, and he would never ever push it on somebody, is that uh, the government would ask, "Hey, give us the social security number for everybody working for you," and uh. uh on his crew the summer i was working at four of the dudes were uh ministers at different hispanic churches uh and then there was one white guy that was definitely the unabomber uh but like the the four hispanic dudes all had uh they had numbers that didn't line up and every time the government would come in they would say hey these numbers don't line up and the reaction my grandfather had for 30 years in working in construction was to say, hey, you've got a week to give me new numbers. And he knew what would happen. And what would happen is that every time that would happen, uh, those guys would go to Denver. They would hire a guy there who had access to the driver's license network, would just assign them a new social security number from somebody from that list and then that number would scan because that's the length to which that stuff has always gone to knows there no one's ever scanned like his social security number and been like this also then links to their Facebook profile or any sort of picture of a person, they just need a number and that number, if it scans is fine. And that's what happens in that situation.
1: Cool. (laughs) What I'm wondering is because I'm curious, uh, -uh. uh, as someone who has had their number used, which I assume is by chance, but I don't know. I've just, I've never known like what, what does that look like? Like what, I don't know how social security numbers work. Like what, what well, happens when someone gets caught doing that like
2: i it depends on whether uh that case is actually a legitimate case of identity theft like i, well, I think in these instances where in these people intent, are pulling numbers is... out of thin air okay. i don't i don't think they have the intent yeah they, to don't, they don't have to try and your... steal vivian Kane, no right? yeah no no they're, they're, yeah. they're not trying to collect uh your benefits or anything like yeah. that, they just want a number right. they can pass so they can go on working yeah. and making and when it happens, probably less of a wage than any white person would be making which, doing their job. Which Congrats again is why yeah, yeah.
1: which again is why I didn't dedicate a year of my life to being like, this person has to go down. Like, <laughs> no but I just, I I, I, I wish this
0: was a pledge we I, could all take as white people to not prosecute well, people that I, steal I our think numbers.
1: That I'd never really thought about it because again, a, a former employer brought this to my attention. And I was like, I don't know that I'll deal with that eventually, but but I mean now I don't know. Um, I guess I guess now we're dealing with these instances where. Um, where are all of our credit information has suddenly been compromised, sure. and where uh, it is all up for malicious attack or deliberate attack where people can can see numbers that is and say these are vulnerable. And that that, I think a lot of people view,, um, I think I think that when I when I was told by a former employer, like, hey, your number showed up. Um, I think that now, if I heard that, I would think that it was someone deliberately attacking me or using my number specifically because they got it in a, uh, what's the company name? Equifax. Equifax. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I think that I I would, if someone said like, oh, your number just showed up, I would be like, oh, that's from the Equifax uh, breach. And, um, when before, when this happened two years ago, I was like... I don't know. I'll tell my accountant slash mother about that, and I just am in a luckily in a position where I don't really have to worry about it because one, again, my mother is my accountant, and two, I don't have any fucking money. Like, I don't, I don't have to. Come steal my
0: debt, bitch. Yeah, please,
1: please steal my identity. I have more. I have so much more debt than I have money. Please do that. But if <laughs> if uh, if I got that same message today, I would automatically assume that it was due to the breach and to someone finding my vulnerability and and finding that. And I guess I think that uh I guess what I'm realizing is that social security numbers are a lot like, I don't know, coding in that like I know that they are the underlying uh, data of literally our entire existence, but that I don't know how they work. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what someone can do with my social security number. It's a little different, different with the Equifax breach, because that also gives them information to, like, my grandmother's maiden name and my birth dates and all these other things, and they can open accounts. But, like, I think that I, I am once again on this podcast, admitting how fucking naive I am. But I only do so because I think that I am no different from the majority of Americans in that I literally do not know why it's important that someone can use my social security number to apply for a job. It has only sort of started to change when I hear that everyone's social security numbers have been breached by hackers like I just I, I I don't know so I guess I'm wondering well that's,
0: that's a really good point like uh, we're just we're just all fucked in this way and that's what leads you to care we all because have this information like, <laughs> hey, change yeah. your password and you're like I won't
1: like I get I get what someone can do if they figure out my Twitter password if someone if someone uses my social security number to get a job uh, I I have been fucked by someone using like my information to get a car loan and then getting and then having that car impounded. I have had that happen to me. And those but, people absolutely
0: should be prosecuted.
1: Exactly, but This is if, also
0: horrifying to find out about my wife having her credits were destroyed. I don't know. Podcast. I was
1: I was white and suburban and 20. <laughs> my parents took care of it. I don't know.
0: I assume it's been resolved. <laughs>
1: But like it's just I don't know I guess I'm not I don't even know what question I'm asking. We we, like,
2: we we're, we're both in this place where it's like though. you
1: you that that come, would be come tell that us that things. that <laughs> would be. But I guess what I'm asking is like so many people we got started on this forever ago because people <laughs> are so scared of being defrauded uh people white people are so scared of people of color defrauding them stealing their information doing yeah. all these things and i where this started before i got off on all <laughs> my own like anecdotal tangents was like i i was asking like i don't even know really what it means to uh have i don't know to have a so- social security number these things that people are so afraid of of being defrauded i think people are just afraid of these ideas oh. and i don't think that anyone really knows how often these things happen deliberately, especially, not, like, with intent to defraud, right. not just, like, pulling numbers out of thin air. Uh, Sorry, I don't know. let's
0: default to you. Tell yeah. us about your experience here. Well, um...
1: Yeah, what happens, so, how often does it happen, who's yeah, bad and who's not bad? That,
0: that was just one <laughs> example. Apologize We're, to my wife. We, no, we... <laughs> apologize
1: to the world on behalf of me, please.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> you your like, can you leave that and... as
1: my outgoing message? Just apologizing <laughs> to everyone.
2: No, your your concerns are very valid, and if it, it is know a, an are. instance where <laughs> somebody is taking your information to open accounts or to actually defraud you, again, that that's intent. Those people like, absolutely intent is a thing I understand.
1: Prosecuted. What I don't understand is these numbers that identify us through social security or credit numbers, credit scores, these things. What I don't understand are these numbers that identify us through the matrix that is our lives. And if you take a well, red pill or a blue pill, and what can you explain about the uh, world? So is I mean. <laughs> the
2: person taking that information a really, really bad person? See, that's if the they thing know I what don't even doing, care about because I then... know what to
1: do about that. You punish them through the law. I don't know. I don't know. But well, like... I... Uh, the, these things about like just numbers existing that represent us that can sometimes be used. I don't know to. I I literally don't know what I'm asking. Um, Terrence, I, edit all of this out, please. <laughs>
2: well, uh, this this whole uh, identity theft hypothetical came up. I I was just listing things that are actual changes that are directives from this Jeff Sessions Trump Justice Department, uh, things that are happening that are impacting lives in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only, uh, uh, there are legitimate cases that exist. Right. And there's reason to be worried when people are using your information for fraudulent purposes. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the cases that are being brought are meant to unjustly punish um, people whose only crime was trying to make the American dream work um, and so that, that was one of, one of my examples um, if I could change course and throw out another one uh-huh. um, our office has represented a woman who uh, called local police to report that her teenage daughter had been sexually assaulted upon arriving at the house to investigate The officer suspected, I'm using air quotes, that she might be unlawfully present in the United States, proceeded to search her entire house, demand all of these documents uh, proving her status, and when she said, you know, I'm having trouble understanding, I don't speak English that well, uh, they claimed that they called the translator, which they're supposed to have somebody on stand by to help translate in these situations. Um, They claim that they called the translator. They were never able to produce any documentation that they actually talked to a translator, but proceeded to search this woman's home unconstitutionally and dig up all the stuff to prove their weird suspicion that, oh, here's a lady who doesn't speak English very well. She's probably illegal. Let's find a way to make her guilty of that crime. And this is another top down directive uh, of this is a direct result of this election that we are destroying people's lives um, for no other crime than to try to make it in America.
0: Do you find that you're suddenly doing this like sort of comic book version of like uh, resistance where it's like. The rules just switched overnight, uh, and now that's what we're doing. A
2: little bit, yes. Yeah. I never thought I would be a criminal defense attorney. Um,
1: <laughs> well, suddenly, and apologies to my professors in
2: school. I I really didn't pay attention to the criminal classes that well. I skated by, got some C pluses. Um, thinking like, like you are my never most C plus this. friend. So I'm this never going to practice in this area. Why do I need it? But. As a result of this election, I, I have, uh, made a much more conscious effort to get on all of the local appointment lists hmm. um, to try to fight back. Like, I, I, I'm not the first person to comment that the this administration looks like a budding wannabe authoritarian regime. So and you're, trying to push so the you're law a communist. Uh, By some people's definition, probably. Yeah.
1: Well, you're defending the, like, the Constitution and, like, all these things that we've always considered American, but now that Trump is in office, you're, you're the enemy. Right. Yeah, because those things are now garbage, according to basically everything we're being told
0: it's it's very productive to talk to somebody whose uh job has changed in both uh scope and in specificity around what this is like you you are dealing with the like fucking trickle down fallout of what this is right
1: yeah your description of your job is indelibly american <laughs> um <laughs> I love But the now you're like the I, enemy. I'm a patriot.
2: I don't These people who call I, themselves patriots. I
1: have uh, um, Brock and I have talked about this. The the confluence of the Trump administration and Hamilton the musical. Uh, <laughs> between the two of those, I have never felt so American. I I have always been a California liberal Democrat. I have always thought that I was the resistance, but the resistance was against You know, mainstream American politics, I have never actually taken pride in the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and suddenly I am... I suddenly I want to wear like American flag apparel to the 4th of July right. parades in every city in America. Like I have never felt so I have never felt like a patriot in the way that I do now because I I care about I care about the Constitution. I specifically care about one amendment, and that is the first. And the fact that the people that declare themselves true Americans care about also one amendment, and that is the second, just because they care about one, that does not mean that they are bigger patriots than I am. I have literally never considered myself an American patriot, and I, I really do now. I am... I feel so fucking American in a way I never have before. Uh, And no one gets to take that from me.
2: What's terrible now is we spend a lot of time fighting about First and Second Amendments while... Well, Roy Moore just
1: wants to get rid of everything after the (laughs) Tenth.
2: Our Fourth Amendment has died a very slow death. Which one is that again? (laughs) This protects you against unlawful searches and seizures. Oh, I
1: thought that was the Fifth. No, that's the speaking against. Yeah. Well, that's what people. I mean, that's kind of what the second was originally of, like you can protect yourself against, against <laughs> like uh, out outsiders trying to get in. But now they're like, no fucking bump stocks. That's what the second was always about. Right,
2: mm-hmm. and that that that's the right of every American to own that stuff. Exactly, <laughs> which is the right of every
1: American is to right shoot as American, many fucking people as they can in a yeah. few seconds.
2: The way that that the this big biggest Second Amendment. Proponents characterize it. That right has only existed since 2007. Yeah. Uh, In the the, the Heller case.
1: (laughs) And we all drink wine.
0: I'm drinking to the death of our our Fourth Amendment. One of my favorite things to write about has been, uh, hey, it's the day after a a massive shooting. What video games do I play today? Uh, Because it really cuts down your list. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Uh, and, and like once a year, there's one that I'm just like, mm, fucking, what do we do today? And I ask people and I'm like, yeah, Tarantino mm.
1: is no longer great cinematic escape.
2: Uh, um, I have watched Inglorious Bastards mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. of times. Actually, you know I, what? I, I, that's worth a rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good time. Um,
1: um, okay. But there are a lot of people that will call you an American for calling out Nazis all of a sudden. True. <laughs> Jesus,
2: and and that's the. I love it when my wife loves things,
0: and, <laughs> and she loves was... hating Nazis, and we both agree on that because we're I'm right. sorry,
1: shouldn't everyone love hating Nazis? We should. We should, cut, all cut, should all cut, cut my fucking mic! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this I is... thought it was American to hate Nazis. Suddenly, no, it's not anymore. And it shouldn't
2: be hard that to that it's... hard to condemn Nazis. Seriously, but apparently for some people, I... it is.
0: I want to ask you, because, like, I, I watch you be outspoken on social media, which we have very few friends from high school that have done such a thing. Uh, do you ever worry that, like, you'll be saying stuff on social media that's like, fuck Trump or fuck this thing that will come into your courtroom because that's the place we are? Um, if if they bring it up, quite honestly, my attitude
2: is is fuck it. Um <laughs> Have, have you ever? I'm, I'm self employed at this point. They can't. They can't harm me. I'm. You've never had my own your. Practice. You've never
1: had your personal life or your social media accounts uh, bleed into your professional life.
0: It hasn't happened yet. But we're both super fucking jealous. Like we both have boners for the idea that that well, doesn't happen. Well, but
1: also, I mean, but also, do you? Do you try to keep them separate or do you take cases that also that wouldn't be an issue? Well,
2: honestly, uh, anything I do on social media, I don't think I'm doing anything that crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm I'm only speaking rationally, at least.
0: From this is so fucking funny because you are perhaps the most outspoken, outspoken person, especially from my high school that I see. Like every day you're like, here's what the Trump administration is doing. Fucking fuck fuck fuckety fuck fuck to this. They're and doing
2: all of the terrible things at once, which makes mm-hmm. it exhausting. And you, yeah, I, you have to post stuff every day, and you yeah. have to get involved in all these fights because somebody's well, probably.
0: That's reading why I love team. this because it seems like a lot of people probably don't do this thing because they're like, oh, I'm afraid. Well, that there's, might I mean, there's
1: the, I mean, there's the very recent. Is it Rosenstein? Rosen, Rosenstein? Yeah. Is that the dude that? Yeah. That, that that was uh, called out for.
0: That was yesterday. <laughs> yeah,
1: is it? That's his name, though, right? Rod
0: Rosenstein. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, for being called out for sending anti-Trump tweets to his girlfriend on their personal time. Um, oh, it's
0: not even him. It's somebody under him that was working on the thing. Oh, I thought it was him. And they fired that guy. So yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't. So
0: many. I wasn't removed. paying
1: attention to his.
0: But you're making great point, which is that like four levels under you, somebody can be like Well no, hey, my this guy's my point <laughs> my
1: point really is that if you are sending texts to your girlfriend about how much you hate Trump, but your job is to be neutral about Trump, the trust that you can do your fucking job <laughs> and the 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 purge, the attempted purge of anyone that is Slightly anti-Trump is is actually anti-democratic. It's undemocratic to only want people right. in the right. FBI or in in the Secret Service in any branch of government if you will only accept people that are pro-you. Right. Uh, that is undemocratic. Uh, and so
0: Viv is hitting a thing which is also like fucking neurotically insane this week, which is that like uh, me.
1: I'm I'm neurotically insane. N- I'm always neurotically insane. <laughs> uh,
0: but it is the idea that people in the uh, intelligence community uh, need to be nonpolitical. Where overwhelmingly, people in that community are Republican. Just like overwhelmingly, uh, everyone in law enforcement across the well, country is and Republican. We're asking and them it's to fine. be
2: apolitical while a commander in chief is telling them. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe this intelligence. Right. I know more than all of yeah. the generals.
0: I don't mean, know. Uh, I felt it in my balls.
2: Sorry, you guys are risking your lives for nothing. Like that has to be disheartening. Uh, and if they're, if they, I can't blame them for speaking up.
1: Also, I mean, I don't know. Brock had a Brock had a tweet go viral this week, uh, which is a weird ass <laughs> thing to say because, you know people uncovering this from the time capsule won't even know what that means. But uh what's it his means name? my boner Marell- lives. Tom Morello? Is that yes, his name?
0: Tom Morello. Oh, yeah. From
1: Rage Against the Machine. Brock had a great tweet this week just like dunking on some dude who was like surprised that the 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 guy from Rage Against the Machine had political thoughts, but that's that's a that's actually a bad Turns example. It's
2: so, so weirdly hot right. to hear itself.
0: you it's, describe it. it. <laughs> well, it, it's a,
1: it's actually a bad example of what I'm trying to say because he put his politics into his work. I write all the time about celebrities and their politics, and uh, I get really really upset—not upset, Not upset <laughs> just disappointed um, when when people. I get disappointed when people are upset that celebrities also have politics because the people that criticize like, okay, Jessica Chastain is the example that comes to my mind because she is a super fucking outspoken feminist and she is amazing and people are like, I just want to watch you in uh, Miss Sloan, like whatever, I don't want to listen to your thoughts, but
2: Feminism is not politics. Oh. Though by the way, I hate that we have made this like a red It really and blue shouldn't theme.
1: be and I really the like right, you no. for saying that but but it is all the time. Uh it really shouldn't be. But the dudes that are calling out, for example, one example of of a million uh calling out Jessica Chastain for speaking politics when they just want to watch her movies like you go to these dudes Twitter pages with their 39 followers and they are constantly talking about their political opinions and like, yes, celebrities do use their political, they do use their status to preach to an audience, but also, uh, they are people who, when they're not in movies, they are allowed to have political opinions and you are allowed to not follow them on Twitter and Facebook they are not always characters; they are also people. and when they are not you when people say like "We just pay to watch you sing songs and be in movies," then don't follow them on Twitter where they are actually people expressing their opinions. It's
2: the same argument they uh, put at NFL players who decide to speak.
1: Yeah. and and the, Just play like,
2: football. Do your job. The no NFL, I,
1: I can't believe I'm about to say the words <laughs> I understand, but just trust that I do not agree with. I think anyone criticizing the NFL players are fucking garbage, but at the very, very least, I understand the criticism that they are using their workplace... Of the NFL to to protest a thing. Uh, It's not during the game. They're not like, they're not like catching, they're not demanding that Black Lives Matter be written on the football that they catch. Like, it's not part of the game itself. And Jessica Chastain isn't only doing movies where you have to like, pledge the feminist like, Pledge of Allegiance in the theater before... Also, can but we... But is she? Can we make that a thing? Yeah. Can I write the Feminist we, Pledge uh, of Allegiance? We should have a
2: Feminist Pledge of yeah. Allegiance. Yeah.
1: But, but, like, uh, all of these people, they are fucking people. Colin Kaepernick, Jess, Jessica Chastain, Rose McGowan. Like, they are all fucking people in addition to also being actors and, like, Tom Morello is a musician. And, like, if you only want to see their work then only go see their work. Don't follow them on Twitter. Don't watch them, I don't know, like, in the pregame. I don't know. Don't follow the person. Exactly. If you only want to see them play characters, then just go watch their work. And then, like, we don't have to go watch you spew your political beliefs to your 39 followers. Basically, everyone is garbage, and I hate everything. (laughs) Brock?
0: (laughs) We had you here for a reason, Nick, and that reason was to ask what we can do that's proactive. You've been out here. You're doing this thing. We're wrapping up here. This is sort of the end of the show. What can we advise people to do locally? What would you want us to do locally? Who do you like? What's going on? Before we jump
2: into that, can I just also, throw out one okay. thing? This this has been wonderful. We but here we are on this is the day that uh, the FCC overturned net yeah. <laughs> neutrality, and don't, we have, don't do this, We've, man. Not, we've not
1: we haven't mentioned yeah. that.
2: When we're speaking of doing all of the terrible things at once to try to exhaust people. That's one that we really, really can't miss yeah. because so many lives and opportunities depend on it
1: well, can we oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, you say your piece
2: well are, are, are we are we wrapping up or are we I shouldn't no. have probably yes, yeah. brought brought in a, a whole new issue no, <laughs>
1: no i i've 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 ignored it for the most part today. we've been talking about it like in our slack channel at work and everything but uh I've been listening to Brock's been out of town this week. And so I've I've just, I have not left this house. And all I do is cook elaborate meals and listen to political podcasts. That's all I've done all week. And so I have, I can't even remember which podcast it was, but I have been placated by a few that have told me, uh, this was always going to lose today. Uh, there will be appeals processes. There will be more votes and... This was always going to lose. There will be more fights to and come. And
2: hopefully our Congress does something. Exactly. they have the power.
1: But to, um, we to have to, to do something to act. make our Congress do something. They're not just going to act out of the goodness of their hearts. We all have to do something. So I'm glad you <laughs> right? brought it up. So what well, did you want and, and, to and say and about that? S- and
2: sometimes when we speak in uh, unanimous, overwhelming voice, Congress listens. Uh-huh. Uh, we killed the horrible health care bill. Uh, then there's other times like the uh, the tax bill that Americans were overwhelmingly against, and yet that somehow still made it through. So they they have a way of picking and choosing when the, the people's voice matters. I hope that net neutrality is an issue that they take up uh, very seriously. Um, we'll see if that happens. So calling and petitioning the government is always a good idea. Always write them, always call them. Don't just sign online petitions cuz they they kind of throw those out. They don't take them seriously. Really get in their ear. Uh, fill all of their mailboxes. I love it when I call and they're like, "This center can't take mm-hmm. any more messages." Cuz And
1: you know what you can their do? Boxes fax for them. all of their fax machines still take the still take yes. information still yeah, take over' we'll, you know what we'll put a couple links in the bio yeah, in the sure. in the bio for this uh, we this should episode just leave that bio forever, right? well in in the in the bio for this specific episode we'll sure. put some links
2: and um, whatever it is that that you do for work or uh, where wherever you live there's something some office. Uh, figure it out. What's the what's the lowest level thing that you can slide into? Run for that position. Uh, I I hope that and I, I at least so far it seems like this resistance is more than just let's bash Trump and hate him because he's a fucking idiot, which he is. Hmm. Um, I hope that it's uh, emboldening people to run for more offices and to and it is put themselves in positions where. Uh, terrible policies are to be administered mm-hmm. and stop that. Um,
1: yeah, more more women and more women of color than ever before are running for office right now. Um, we'll maybe we'll put another link in the bio, but uh, a great site, uh, awesomely lovey, l u v v i e, has a list up today. Which today we're re- we're recording this is. Uh, December 14th um but we'll we'll put a link in the in the description of here of this episode she has a list of over a hundred black women running for office in every state uh so today is the day that uh Roy Moore was defeated and he was defeated by black people and specifically black women voting sure. who the democratic party Systemically undervalues they un- they take they take for granted the Democratic Party, which I am a lifelong party member. But the Democratic Party systemically undervalues uh, their voters of color and specifically their their black voters and their black female voters. They just take yeah. it for granted that they're going to get those votes. And black women fucking got uh, Doug Jones in office. Um, That's true. It would not have. Ha- I mean. And and and, and it so was,
2: it was women in leadership that started turning things around yeah. in Kansas. Also, yeah. Um, when the legislature voted to overturn the uh, part of the crazy tax bill that Brownback forced through, uh, it was women reaching across the aisle and forming yeah. a coalition that look, this is not helping <laughs> anyone, and it's destroying our state. Can we please conjure up enough votes to kill this thing? And they. In the Kansas Legislature, turned up enough votes to overturn a governor's veto, and that was awesome. That's 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 what happens when we put women in charge of yeah. uh, making decisions. So I, I'm happy it's to see more of that happen. Our
1: our our attention span is like two seconds long. So by the time this episode is up, in a day or two, we won't be talking about the black women that got Doug Jones elected anymore. But we need to be. And so Awesomely Lovey, L-U-V-V-I-E, has a list of over 100 women that, uh, over 100 black women that are running for office across the country that you can vote for if you're not in their state. Donate to the Twitter today, which again, by the time this episode is up, will be an eternity ago in <laughs> in internet like lifetimes. But uh, Twitter today is all about Thanking, praising black women, calling them God, doing everything, but uh, which they fucking deserve. But uh, what is the next step? What can you do to actually ensure like Doug Jones's uh, cabinet should be entirely black women or at least like people of color or women or anything. But like, what what is when we're done today? thanking them and praising them and and making all of our Twitter statuses about how black women are God. Like, what are we actually going to do? And what are our politicians going to do? And if we just post statuses today and then ignore it, well, that's garbage. So maybe in a month or two, look at what Doug Jones's uh, cabinet is actually, like, who makes up those positions. And just like, I don't know, please don't, Please don't post your status about how you call uh, <laughs> Mark Ruffalo posts a status about how like he praised God and God was a black woman and like I don't know okay but what's going to happen tomorrow like what are you actually looking at in terms of who is running politics and we all we all have a voice now like anyone anyone that voted for Doug Jones anyone that campaign for Doug Jones, anyone that tweeted about Doug Jones, like, can, can follow up in a couple days and, and, uh, make sure that he doesn't ignore the people that got him elected.
0: Nick, uh, where can people find you and support your work?
2: Uh, you can find me on Facebook.
0: (laughs) Um, it's a weird or, laugh my man well, <laughs>
1: well also you I'm sorry you seem to be a person that is sure. not necessarily on the internet like you have a job in law like you this nor- doesn't help you yeah I, nor normally normally we have people on that are like internet writers or whatever is there anywhere online that you want people to find should you should
0: we ignore you though
1: <laughs> if people need a lawyer well, where should they find you uh,
2: <laughs> I am still working on my website, but you can find me at com. Cool.
0: What is a thing in pop culture you've been enjoying lately? TV show, Netflix show, album?
1: Can we also expand uh, that to, like, politics culture? Yeah, yeah, totally. Is there anything you want to promote right now that you've been enjoying or invested in?
2: Uh, well... We've kind of talked about it a little bit. I'm pretty invested in this Josh Spotty for governor campaign. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about that. And yeah, I, I, I hope...
1: And that's Kansas, that right? That yep. is, so we that can't is vote governor there. of Kansas.
2: Yeah. Um, and we have the opportunity to put someone up who can win the entire state and fight back against this extremism that we've seen. I think Kansans have seen enough of that, and I, I think you're, you're about to watch uh, Kansas go blue in 2018 um, and uh, prove what William Allen White once said, that hmm. what happens to America happens first in Kansas. Uh, you guys have arrived at a good time. This is the turning of the tide, and really, for being an insignificant sort of flyover state, this is kind of a microcosm of what happens in national politics and i i'm excited to be a part of it
0: as well as i hope you are vivian at vivian uh, at viv underscore kane on you, twitter uh what do you <laughs> want to
1: promote you yeah usually you ask me just to clarify that's viv underscore kane yeah at twitter yeah um Uh, so we've been listening to a shit ton of podcasts lately and we, we were listening to one and we heard an an ad for another and we're like, that sounds interesting. And then (laughs) I binged it all in one night when Brock was back, uh, in, in Kansas with his family. Uh, the podcast Uncivil is fucking amazing. It's, it's, uh... It's all about the Civil War and uh and like things that happened in the Civil War but also how it influences today. Like every episode is how different. The Civil War didn't every end. every every episode is different and every episode is amazing. And my absolute favorite episode is called what do we the soldiers? Yes. About one women uh women in the civil war reenactment scene and also about trans men in the actual civil war and about the overlap between them and it's how a and how women
0: good
1: about how uh, like part of it is about how women trying to take part in the civil war reenactment scene try and use trans men in the actual civil war as a way in and how that is denied as like, historically you can't even prove that there were <laughs> trans men in the civil war. And so, and it, so they have to find other ways, but like, it's just, it's like, it's a 40 minute episode and it is amazing. But also the, the entire series is, is fantastic. I binged it in, in, in literally a night. So is that through Slate?
0: No, it's through it's through Gimlet.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We the, the, it's, through, the
0: it's through nothing.
1: The podcast uh, Uncivil. It's yeah. great. It's fantastic.
0: Uh, and that will uh, transition into mine. Uh, <laughs> subscribe to uh, What a Hell of a Way to Die, which is <laughs> uh, two leftist military dudes. Uh, they're covering a topic that no one else is covering which is to be uh, post-military. They both had, like, secret security clearance, and they have both served in Iraq and Afghanistan. And uh, they're back here and think that a lot of stuff is bullshit. Uh, and the last episode that they did, uh, one of them wrote a funny listicle based on Seb Gorka's list of all his, his carry pack, which is like, he's like, I carry two pistols with me everywhere I go, and then there's this... Uh, flashlight and that's the flashlight of a motherfucker who doesn't die and stuff and everyone was like who the fuck is he? He just drives to Fox News every day to be racist (laughs) Uh, and so one of the guys from the show wrote like a very funny listicle joke thing that was like oh do you need a flashlight? Your flashlight should be this rifle that you can actually like put together Uh, and a guy named Marine Todd wrote, wrote to him and was like and wrote a piece that was doubly long from the funny listicle piece explaining all the flashlights he should have bought instead. Uh, and it's one of those things that's like me and Viv both writing on the internet. Sometimes you get a lunatic that writes to you and you're like, this is for no one. This is such a great podcast episode because these guys are like, this is like a fucking for no one moment. But let's just celebrate it and we'll read it out loud in a character voice. And it makes me so happy to listen to. Uh, so that has been uh, Missouri Loves Company. Nick, anything left to plug? Uh, one last thing, yeah. if I could. We we mentioned the like name. Like humanity
1: earlier. in general.
2: Um, a, a good place mm-hmm. to go if you're looking for something encouraging Voices of Reason in a very red, red sea. Uh, check out Maj- Majority Fifty Four. Yes, it's Jason Candice. We really we yes. like
1: that a lot. Um, At
2: Majority Four on Twitter, and they're also on Spotify. And also, if you just Google Majority Fifty Four, is that part of Crooked
1: Media? Slate. Yes, Slate. That's Slate. We listen to everything from Crooked Media, and we listen to everything from Slate. And so that one, that we, oh, I'm sorry, we get that's them mixed up. Media. Yeah. Okay. See, so y- we get we You're get right, them mixed up. I was wrong. Say that again. Is my ringtone. Baby,
0: <laughs> you were right. I was wrong.
1: Terrence, cut that out. It makes me uncomfortable. He's
0: too happy. Sexual. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we we like uh, Majority 54 a lot. Thank you for plugging it. We listen. You
0: have any back. last thing? I love you. I love you too, <laughs> okay. Nick. Thanks for coming, man. I love
2: you. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. Yay.